0: back again for part two of Conversations with Cheese and the Tugboat Halloween Edition. Conversations with Cheese and the Tugboat. (laughs) Why was that scary? I don't know.
1: No, but uh, for those of you who probably recognize that, that would be wonderful theme song from Are You Afraid of the Dark and had several things from what we talked about in our last podcast like little kids giggling, terrifying, clown little porcelain clown toy up in the attic which is the creepiest place in the house by far. Easily. Easily. And then there was just like a a boat uh, with a couple oars and it just Shaking back and forth in the water, just teetering back and forth, creepily in the dark.
0: Those swings didn't make me feel very good either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Swings just swinging on their
1: own when there's, like, quite little wind. Even if there's a lot of wind, you're like, no, little kid swinging.
0: Definitely ghost. How about swings that are swinging when there's no wind and then just stop suddenly? Oh, my God. Apple. I need my knife. Because I'm going to try and stab a ghost.
2: <laughs> it
1: won't work. It goes right through the ectoplasm.
0: You don't know that. No one's proved it. <laughs> um, so,
1: to start it off, for the uh, admitted approval of the Midnight Society, um, we would like to talk about some of our favorite episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Slash Goosebumps, uh, which were also books. Probably more prevalently books that made into a TV show because the books are so popular. Um, but Tugboat isn't too familiar with Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um, he just knows that the intro is terrifying. Um,
0: I've watched a few of them, but I wasn't—I wasn't an avid viewer.
1: Yeah, so like I have—I have my list. I have my list of. you can Go with like a top three here. And uh, one of them is like, extremely ghost driven. And uh, this one was uh, this hide and go seek in the graveyard. And so, like, these two kids move into a new town, you know, brothers. And uh, they're just kind of bored, like, trying to make some friends or whatever. And then these two kids come over and they're like, hey, are you kids new to the town? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh. You want to meet with us at midnight in the graveyard to play some hide-and-seek or some manhunt or whatever and they're like i don't know that's pretty scary and they're like oh come on don't be don't be like chickens so, then, so after like much deliberation they like go and they just like they play with these kids and they're like hiding in the grave sites and they're like you know and it's all like scary but all in good fun they're like yeah we made some friends fantastic um and then eventually what ends up happening is they kind of like the one girl is like get out of my grave and it's like oh kind of like i don't see your name on it or something i didn't know this was your grave and then like looks at the gravestone and it's like that person and it's like all the kids that they've been playing hide and go seek with were all dead Uh. And that was extremely terrifying for me, just that, like, you're just playing with these kids, and you're like, oh, man, they're just, like, normal kids, and they're ghosts.
0: Get out of my grave.
1: Yeah. Needless to say, I never made any new friends from that point on.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a scary one. I don't like that at all. I, that just sounds scary for no reason.
1: Yeah. And then there is another one. It's very, like, common, but they, like, moved into this new place and uh, it's always like they're always moving like basically if you move terrifying things will happen that's, don't
0: move that's Nobody why moved. when i moved i moved into a house that was brand new
1: yeah see that's good the only thing you have to worry about there is if like it was built on top of a grave site or an indian burial ground or something like it's that not,
0: i read the history it's not good to go that's what realtors are for why realtors help
1: bah, bah, bah.
2: that is the commercial that they need to
0: do <laughs> Make people listen to two hours of our podcast and then say that's how realtors help.
1: <laughs> hey, pretty much, just basically say that if you don't get a realtor, your house will definitely be haunted and it will ruin your life. You'll get one of those like clingy ghosts that we talked about in our last podcast that like just like follows you around everywhere you go, like
0: a poltergeist. Full on GJ machine. Exactly. Um, Wait, how's so, like, that bad?
1: So then they, um, just like too much of it maybe, I don't know. Um, and then, so they move into this like new place and stuff and, uh, they go into this one room or whatever and like all the walls are blank and stuff and they're like, oh, you should just like move some stuff into this room. Um, but they don't or something and then all of a sudden they just start hearing noises from the room so they go inside and like all over the walls are just like written on the walls in like crayon or something. And it's just, like, a little boy standing there. And it says, like, or something like that. And you're, like, what? What does that mean? And then uh, you, like, look in the mirror. And it says, like, it's written, like, help me. And it's this little boy that needs help and stuff. And then they get, like, sucked into the mirror and go to, into like, the other side to when this boy was basically, like, murdered or something. And then they have to, like, solve the murder or, or something or end up helping the boy. during figuring out that it was like help me and then they save them and everything's cool but that was friggin like getting pulled into a mirror and you're in like this alternate reality or something super terrifying
0: I feel like that's just more adventurous than you just have to go with it like you you don't have a choice you can't run away because you're in the mirror I feel like it, it it'd be scarier no it's pretty scary but still I feel like you just have to help because you have no other choice. Like, go, "Well, I'm in here. I guess I've got to do this." Whereas yeah, if it, if you if you just if it had not get gotten pulled into the mirror and it just stopped with the little boy like writing red rum on the door and stuff, you'd be like, yeah. that would be horrifying.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. That was pretty pretty horrifying. I think it's pretty admirable that you would like be all up to the challenge and stuff. You're all terrified. You're like, no. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to save this boy. And then, maybe I'll get to go on the other side of the mirror.
0: What if you didn't? What if you saved him and he got out and you had to stay in there in his place?
1: Yeah, like, if that, like, boy was actually, like, just a super evil, murderous child uh, or a demon in disguise and he, like, tricked you into, like, murdering the good person who ended it all.
0: Like, Damien? Yeah. That was a messed up movie. The the latest Omen with Liev Schreiber that oh that's scary I'll have to check that out you
1: seem to watch way more horror films than
0: I uh, my former associates uh, Dave and Brown were super into it so they would drag me along and like deals were made They when they wanted to go watch the new Exorcist the Beginnings movie at the theater I was the only one with a vehicle, so I had to drive, and I had no intention of going. I said, I'm not just going to sit in the truck for two hours, and they said, just come in. It can't be that scary, you dummy. So I went in, and I said, if I go into this theater and watch this film, one of you, if necessary, has to promise to sleep on the futon in my bedroom for the night. So Dave had to sleep on the futon in my room, because it was way too scary Though. I think like if you're going to
1: see that scary movie and you stay out in the truck, you're obviously going
0: to get haunted in your truck as punishment for not manning up and going or to see the movie. Haunted by a ghost or your own thoughts, imagining what's going on in the movie, which is probably infinitely worse. Way worse. Well, not that much worse in this case because frig it was scary.
1: Yeah. Like, how did people even think of that disturbing shit?
0: No, it's all like the generic repackaged stuff, but it's. <sighs> it's in Africa, which is creepy in itself because it has all like the voodoo and other business that goes on there that I don't understand yeah. and probably fear. But, yeah. Anyways, you said you wanted to do top three. Let's do your other one before we start talking about movies. Ah, uh, yes.
1: The number one, and this one was by far the most terrifying for me as a kid, uh, was there were these twins and again they had to move because the one twin basically got killed like burned up in a fire but it was because of this ghost that she got burned up in the fire so what she did is she found this like book on the occult or something And there was one of them that she wanted to try, and it was called Quicksilver. And you had to draw a chalk doorway on the wall, and then I think put like a cue on it or something and just say, I think you had to say like Quicksilver three times, just kind of like a whatever, uh, what was that thing where you say it three times? Bloody Mary. Yeah, so you do that, and then this, like, super old man comes out with scraggly hair, basically, like, kind of like an older, deader version of Freak Show from Harold and Kumar,
0: um, and he comes out, Not like a Gandalf the Grey? Yeah, and then, kind of, but, like, wait, no, you're gonna hate this reference, but he looks like the,
1: uh, the the guy in Harry (sighs) Potter... uh, Quibb lives at Hogwarts and gets everybody in trouble and stuff. I can't remember his name. He has a cat. Um, So he looks like that, and he comes out. And when he comes out, you have this... uh, You're supposed to have, like, a silver... Something made of silver, and start chanting these words, and they will go back into the doorway and be vanished forever. I don't really understand why they would summon this person
0: anyway if they don't have to. Like, it just, it's just kind of weird. How is, um, yeah, how is that beneficial, anyways? Unless unless they were
1: just naturally haunted by this guy and they were bringing him out and trying to send him back so they'd never bother him again. I'm not sure.
0: Is, is there but, a purpose um, to try and bring the dead twin back or something?
1: Yeah, so, like, like, a candle there. She's doing this all by candlelight. Naturally. And it's made, made of silver. So then... She, like, does it, and it doesn't work for whatever reason. She gets burnt up in this building, and then they move. Um, And then, like, this new person, like, comes along. Like, they become friends, and they're like, oh, what happened to your sister? It's like, oh, yeah, she burned because of this thing. And they were like, okay, well, then let's try and do it so we can get rid of this guy and, like, avenge the sister's death kind of thing. Um, Little interesting tidbit, the girl in the movie that died who has a twin is Tatiana Ali,
2: Otherwise known as Ashley from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, well, that's worth it in
1: itself. But um, so, <laughs> so they go and they do it. They like figure out what to do and they draw a chalk line and they send this person out and they're like saying the summoning thing and it's like it's not working, it's not working and they're like freaking out and they're going to get murdered by this old man and then they realize that the thing that they were using for silver was a stainless steel spoon. So it wasn't silver and they thought it was silver because they're idiots. And then this the, the guy that made friends with this girl had like a necklace that was made of silver around his neck, of course. Yeah. Um, and they attached that to it and then they started doing it and then they like vanished. They, it was successful and they banished this ghost back. But then the ghost of the twin came out and was just like, didn't say a word, but was just kind of like, thank you or whatever. And then it was all awesome. So... I just thought it was terrifying because, like, the initial part when she failed. Because, just imagine, like, you summon a ghost. Like, you're trying to banish this person. This is your choice. And then you just, like, mess it up because you're too stupid to know that, like, the stainless steel spoon isn't silver. And then you die.
0: That would be a stupid way to go. What a waste. Yep. It's very disappointing to me.
1: The moral of the story is no that spoons are typically made of stainless
0: steel. Well yeah, silver is incredibly expensive, especially in today's market, but
1: Nobody has that stuff anymore. Those are my top three. Clearly all of them have the theme of moving and all of them have the theme of basically ghosts because somebody died and stuff. That's
0: mm. the definition of a ghost. Oh, so. I think the graveyard one's probably the scariest of the three. Based yeah. on your descriptions. just it's so, like, it's so unexpected, and it's not like, you know, the other two seem to have a happier ending and a positive kind of outcome, where yeah. the other one just like, yeah, we just hung out with ghost kids.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that was, like, that, that one definitely did, because, like, I think as a kid, and even, like, I think that one's actually slightly plausible. Like, I think that one actually, like, could definitely exist.
0: I don't like it. I don't like to think like that. But yeah, and it's just unexpected, and it's just, wow, I don't know. When I watch shows like that, I'm always looking for the angle or trying to guess the, like, the next thing that they're going to do. Yeah. Which is why a show like, or not a show, but the film Paranormal Activity, which I referenced in the last one and finally got the nerve up to watch, was so scary because you didn't know what was going to happen next, you didn't know even though I had the film detailedly described to me one midnight um, and I, she probably doesn't listen to this but little shits um, I, so I kinda knew what was going to go on and I kinda knew the general plot which it was so edited by the channel that it was on that It was kind of a different movie, but... Yeah, it was, uh... It was hella scary. Uh... You didn't know... What made it The totally... The plausibility of it. Like, it could happen to anyone. All of a sudden, a kid comes in and can see a ghost. And, uh... Just, like, the stuff that goes on. You don't know what's going on while you're asleep. And, uh... Like, all the stuff that happened could happen. So then you start thinking like oh man is that going on in my place? <laughs> and then the, also the unpredictability of it like you know a lot of the shots are from allegedly from a camera that's just kind of set up and standing there and every time it shows a different room you're like oh shit what's going to happen now? And like a door will close or like stuff will fly out from behind the camera and it is, it is horrifyingly well done.
1: Yeah. I think that this- they did by far the best was they had so many scenes that were just nothing like you know what i mean like thing little would happen but it would just be like not super scary it's just super subtle it's like something's there but it's not really making its presence super
0: known or there's something like there was one scene where it just like showed the wife sleeping and then it would cut to the husband upstairs and there was like Stuff happening upstairs Like light bulbs were exploding Or the, I don't know The daughter was talking about she, She's like why are you awake And she's like oh I was talking to my friend And going on about this And then it shows the wife And then it like goes back And then it shows the wife again And then like the third time it shows the wife You notice the bedroom door is slowly starting to close And then it like locks And then she hears a huge noise in the bathroom you're like oh my god Oh my god Oh yeah it's, uh, it's scary, and, and the worst part was, when I went and picked them up from the movie theater, they told me it was based on a true story, and that the girl's body was never found. So, I tried to go to sleep that night, unsuccessfully, and then go to my office in the morning and find out that, oh no, wait, it was just a movie and they were all actors. And it wasn't some videotape that was found in their home after. But when it was real, it was infinitely more scary. So I think for me, anything that's kind of based in reality and then tells you that it's true is just the worst.
1: Yeah, and it's always based on true events. So like they can twist that pretty far. But even so, the impact that based on true events has on like the level of a film is just like
0: yeah. exponentially you have like based on actual events is like okay well this is like you know pretty close to what happened then you have ones that are inspired by true events which can be totally off like nowhere close to what actually happened
1: yeah so it could be like something as, as really super is like a woman's body was never found and then all of a sudden it's like you have this entire movie about how this
0: could have happened and it's all ghost related. Like, ah! Or like a trilogy of of scary movies. So what uh we're into movies now. So what what are your what are your scariest movies? Um like a like a top three. If you don't have them off the top of your head, I've got my three ready to go.
1: Yeah, you go with yours, Reed. because, like, a lot of my scary, like, I haven't seen that many scary movies in my lifetime, but, uh, uh I have someone that I was, a, that scared me as a kid, but they, you know,
0: but you go first. So, uh, honorable mention is probably The Ring, uh, first time we watched it was in our res room, because Mike Ward and his girlfriend had gone to see it in the theater, and it affected him so deeply that he was having trouble sleeping. So he rented it, and the plan was to watch it with us, thinking that the commentary that I would inevitably provide, because I'm a jerk like that, uh, would kind of, you know, make it less scary for him, make it more, you know, make him realize it's just a movie. Yeah. So we told our, the RA that we were, well, we're going to watch The Ring, you know, that new scary movie that just came out, because we're old. Um, And he was like, oh, okay so he listened at the door for the movie to start and then he looked up online when the thing happens like when they watch the movie within the movie and at that point he phoned the room and it just happened that he timed it absolutely perfect so as soon as the phone rang in the movie the phone rang in the room and we had dave and i humorously had Blocked out, blacked out all the windows and turned off all the lights and insisted that we watch it in complete darkness, even though it was like seven o'clock and kind of still light out. What that? So poor little Mike Ward, as soon as that phone rang at the same time, like the exact second it rang in the movie, it rang in the room, he just like, ah, 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 and yelled and turned on the light. He's like, oh, oh, ah, oh no, ah, and just had a total weird, comical freak out. And yeah. uh, and then so and then he answered the phone for some reason, <laughs> and the or the R A just said seven days, and he, he just started swearing and threw the phone on the ground and ran out of the room. <laughs> it was pretty tremendous. Oh man, and know was like, res room,
1: uh, like ringtones unless you change them or whatever. Like there. Terrifying.
0: Like they are yeah, very, it's the just it's the like, classic uh, phone ring, just the. So anyway, that's my honorable mention number three. We've already talked about The Exorcist: The Beginnings. Uh, had Dave had to sleep in my room after we watched it in the theater? Uh, I wasn't joking either. That was real. That needed to happen because I would not have slept. I would have had the light on all night with music going and the TV going. Just until I like passed out from sheer exhaustion Um, number two is probably The Exorcism of Emily Rose and I can only bring myself to watch that about every five years or so and it's usually some jerk like you that's never seen it is like oh yeah let's watch it and then I watch it with them and we watch it in the dark and then we're both super scared after so I don't know if that's me inviting you over to watch it but Uh, someday, I think that you should view it in the proper setting.
2: I have never seen it.
0: Watch the trailer, it'll scare the piss right out of you. Yeah. And then, uh, I think Paranormal Activity probably topped the list, just because of how real it could be. Yeah. And it just, it was blowing my mind, and when I watched it, I just kind of changed my thought process to be more perverse, like, Oh man, that ghost is totally going to bang that mom, you know? Oh, yeah, look at him trying to bang her. Oh, he's going to, like, hand blast that babysitter. <laughs> all right. Uh, to try and make it less scary. But it just yeah. blew my mind that these two guys are watching this stuff happen on the film, and they're just like, oh, man, we should figure this out. Like, oh, it seems like there's a ghost in the house or something. Oh, there's all kinds of weird stuff happening. What do you think's going on? One thing happens, out I'm out I'm living in a hotel with my house for sale without question Oh hotels are infinitely more terrifying than anywhere you live Yeah that's another honorable mention is probably the film 1408 starring John Cusack just and it it creeps me out and sometimes when I'm like at work after dark or in my truck you start to think about you know, in that movie, all this stuff, crazy stuff, like a whole different world is happening in that room, and in the hallway, it's just totally calm, and you can't hear anything, no yelling, or screaming, or anything. Mm. So that's kind of a scary concept that, you know, you could be panicked and yelling for help, and just a wooden door is there, and no one can hear you. Yeah. So I, I think kinda... that no one can you is like, yeah, no one can hear
1: you, or no one. You. Those are the two.
0: Yeah, like you're isolated in some way, against your wishes. That is a scary thing. Not big time.
1: That's pretty. That's pretty solid. Uh, top three there. You just got basically uh, uh, some possession stuff and some and some uh, potential possession slash ghost things. I think from the, like, Paranormal Activity kind of makes mine because, like, it's one of the more recent ones that I can really even think remember watching, and I watched it by myself in the dark after midnight,
0: yeah. like an idiot. That is a stupid move. Super stupid move, but, uh, I liked it just
1: because, again, like, there were so many of those scenes with, like, the nothing, just little things, and you can remember from last podcast I said like if you can't see the ghost that's way more scary for me than probably when I can see the ghost so it's just like it had that element to it it had that Ouija part at the bottom where it's just like on fire and stuff
0: yeah and I think that
1: one of the most that was the part that really got me like into it like really kind of starting to get pretty scared um I don't know why it just like it's the unknown man didn't expect it, and I hate that kind of stuff. Like, even there's, like, that new Ouija, or Ouija uh, movie coming out that looks super campy and cheesy, yeah. but, like, if I saw that, I bet you I would be extremely
0: terrified. Yeah, even uh, though, like, the Evil Dead movies eventually got campier and campier as they did them, but the, they were still kind of, well, the third one, obviously, was a joke, but the first two were kind of scary. Yeah those were oh, f- yeah. fun movies cult those classics I, I liked um, I liked The Shining
1: um, just like it's, it's more of like a thriller kind of thing but I like um, I like the twist that they had on the end was probably like my favorite part big um, time and uh, there were some Pretty, mess. I think the part where they go into like that one room and then there's just like some dead people in the bathtub or something like that was pretty, pretty messed up. And again, the little kid with his whole "he's not the is That was uh, Tony. He was he was terrifying, even though he was a good thing. Um, but again, that was just like better like thriller. Like I don't think I was terrified. It was just like a good movie.
2: Yeah.
1: The ones that I had nightmares of and again, these are me watching them as a kid, like an idiot, was uh, the movie Congo, which had, like, killer gorillas. Like, they're going yeah. out in the rain, and they, like, get to this lake, and they realize that if they swim underwater, they can get to this other side. And uh, so they do that, obviously. oh, uncharted territory. Let's find and explore all
2: this stuff. And then there's this, like, sort of ancient... I think, like, ancient sort of, like, a Mayan-type temple civilization like, thing. But African. Yeah. So
1: like, they're, they're there, and they're, like, exploring it and trying to figure out, oh, what's this all about? Is, did, like, a king live here and stuff? But basically the thing is inhabited by all these, like, super evil demonic gorillas or something, which sounds, like, kind of cheesy, but...
0: No, I remember. I've, I've seen I'm it. it. It was. It was. It was more thrillery, but it. Yeah, it was pretty scary.
1: Yeah, well, like I was, like I think, like eight or nine at the time, so I was pretty young, and I just remember actually even falling asleep during the movie. But then the stuff I was watching in the movie like really made its way into my dreams. Yeah, that's not good. Basically, I was getting murdered by killer gorillas and stuff. So. Uh, that actually, like, that gave me the most, like, probably prolonged nightmares. Um, and then the other one was Tremors, which, again, is, like, a super, like, campy-type movie, and if you watch it now, it just seems, like, absolutely ridiculous, but it was, like, super scary for me growing up. Like, just basically, you know you play those games in your kids, like, lava, or, like, don't touch the ground,
2: basically? Right. It was like that, but in a movie. So it's like you got all these things that are
1: underground that can feel your, like, footsteps and stuff, and they just, like, go up from under you and then just, like, eat you and stuff. So for me, that was just, like, terrifying. just basically makes you not want to, like, walk on, like, sand or anything for a really prolonged period of time. Um, Those aren't, like specifically
0: horror movies, or again, like all more thriller kind of stuff, but those are those are the ones that got me, for sure. I had a couple. Yeah. One was, um, when I was a kid, I snuck out of my bedroom. At night, it was dark, so I was able to sneak around to the other side of kind of the opening to the living room, and I crawled under the kitchen table and was like propped up on my elbows, and my parents yeah. were watching Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And I watched that movie when I was, like, seven. Not good. I was pretty scared. And my parents discovered me, like, before the end. Because I think I was like, uh, And they were like, Hey! Get out of there! Put, hey. me, put me back in my room. Um, and then the other one, and, you know, I'm sure other people can relate to this, but the... And it wasn't necessarily the the content, although the content was pretty creepy, but the show Unsolved Mysteries... Okay. That theme song, to this day, puts chills down my spine. With Robert Stack, and they would always be, like, girls getting raped or murdered, and, like, the killer's still out there. If you know anything about this case, call in. And then they did, like, uh, some kind of rescue, something, with William Shatner, like a spinoff. Afterwards. Yep. It wasn't as good. But, uh, yeah, that show, the theme song of that just creeps me right out. Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, all those things, like, with,
1: uh, yeah, like, the things that are actually existing or, uh, the serial killer stuff, that's, uh, that's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so do we all, like, you know, this kind of goes back to the alien thing that we've never talked about but if so many people independently see it and everyone has ghost stories and like you know I last time we talked about my colleague that has little kids that walk across the floor upstairs and stuff like that yeah how can we how are people still able to say they don't believe in ghosts and deny it yeah that's uh i that guess me like quite a bit
1: they just when there's like so many people that have those stories, like, and like, they're like everybody kind of knows somebody who has like their first person experience of it, and you're just like, why would this person make this up, or like, why would they lie to me? And like, I know this person, this person's like a sane person, and they hear this kind of stuff, and you just kind of go, okay, like, you, you basically have to take have to their word for it almost, and it just, yeah, it makes me think that it definitely does exist, just. Haven't really been in the area where it, like, don't go to the places where it increase likelihood.
0: Except to get married. Why is that? Well, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're going to a haunted house to get married. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. Um. I I honestly think that in that place, but I only think like a ghost
1: would be there would be. Like, just some guy sitting at a desk, like, writing old-timey love letters. Uh, yeah, just based on the rooms that I've seen. They have, like, really nice desks and where people would write their ink
0: letters. Um, What if you walk in and there's a guy hanging from a noose in the corner? Uh, that won't happen. He was, like, a businessman and his business went under. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's... Let's t- Let's have a tale from the tugboat. Let's get into the tugboat's ghost story that happened to him when he was impressionable in his teens. Tales from the tugboat.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so when the tugboat was younger, because the tugboat will tell us in the third story, third, third story, third party, um, person? I don't know. Tugboat. yeah sure. So, a, a young tugboat grew up on an old farm. Uh, the farm wasn't actually that old. It was less than 100 years, but there was a family that lived there before tugboat's family bought it. And, uh, you know, rumoredly there was a, an old lady that, like, the grandmother had died there and the grandfather had died there of this kind of pioneer family and uh, their kids had farmed it for a while and then the grandkids eventually didn't want to farm anymore so they sold the farm now there was an old house that uh, was kind of back towards the back of the property like well off the road and the barn was close to it and then there was a chicken house and uh, the house was abandoned and like, oh, there was no furniture in it, and it was basically built exactly like the barn, but you know, not straw and everything inside. So habitable, I guess you could say. And uh, one night, there was a, a fire, and uh, some people will tell you that it was from a grass fire that had been on the go previously in the day. Some people will tell you that it was the devil trying to come onto the planet. Um, those people would be idiots but the one way or the other the house burned down um, and nobody really can say how or why it burned down it's kind of kind of a spooky start and then their little chicken house burned down and uh, instead of you know responsibly removing the structure and that kind of thing Uh, They just kind of spread the ashes around. So for my whole childhood, whenever I would dig out towards the barn, you would dig up and you would invariably dig up chicken bones because there was a whole bunch of chickens in this chicken house when it burned and they all burned to death. So there's just chicken bones everywhere, like within the top six inches of the of the soil surface. Like, this place was abandoned, but then there were still chickens in it? Well, the house was abandoned, but we were still using the barn and the chicken house when I was a little kid. And then oh. somehow the house burned down, and the chicken house, which was close to it, burned also, but they got the fire out before it spread to the barn. Oh, okay. So anyways, chicken bones everywhere. But when the tugboat was about 13 or 14, maybe older than that, 15, who knows, Uh, started to have this dream, like, in, in dreams, there'd be, like, normal dream-type atmosphere, and then all of a sudden, out of, like, the shadows, this lady would appear. And she wouldn't say anything, she'd just kind of come out of the shadows and just look, stare at the tugboat, and then, you know, the tugboat would wake up in a cold sweat and panic. Um, the lady was dressed in a very ornate, purple victorian dress and i'm sure most of our dedicated listeners have heard this story from the tugboat but it's kind of darkish hair like not not really i don't really the tugboat doesn't really remember the hair but it was kind of tied back like out of the face wasn't like hair hanging down or anything the hair was up in some kind of updo which apparently was the style at the time and then like big black boots with like laced up the front like the old victorian looking style and like buckles all up the front of the dress super tight um yeah looking back and the memories i uh, the tugboat has of it well, i have it might as well just break that third person rule um i think the chick was kind of hot so you know <laughs> if i wasn't paralyzed with fear then i could have made some advances but anyways so I dreamed about this girl fairly... Not not every night, but fairly frequently. Uh, probably like 50s, like 40s, 50s. Like a mother type of figure. Okay. Um, so I have these dreams like, you know, once every couple of months. Didn't really think anything of it. Just like, oh, whatever. And then uh, got a little older, got a little more responsibility, and had to go check the cows at night out in the barn. So... The cows had to be checked every two hours in the dead of winter, uh, to make sure that if they were calving, they weren't alone for the night. So you had to kind of, if they were starting to calve, you had to stay out there and watch and make sure the birth went well and that they, you know, the mother took the calf and it didn't just walk away and leave it there to freeze to death kind of thing, which happened more than once. So, um, it was going out at like 12, two, four and six. And then other people would take over for the rest of the time. And the lights on the outside of the barn were motion activated, so I'd always trick the dog into running out ahead to turn on the light. Uh, the upper upstairs of the barn was just there was an open door. There's just no door on it, just an opening. Yeah. Pitch black, horrifying. Uh, always avert your eyes. Never look directly into that. Just devil scape. And then you go into the barn and the switch for the lights was on the opposite side of the door. So you'd go in on the left side of the barn through the door and then you'd have to walk all the way across to the right side to turn on the lights. Now you had a flashlight, but one time and there was kind of like there was no lights in the back, like the farthest away from the door. It was kind of darker there and then there's an entrance for the cows to go outside. So I turned on the lights, and then was looking around, looking for anybody having issues or calves, whatnot. And uh, out of the corner of my eye, I saw the purple lady just... I don't know if I was just kind of half asleep, delirious, or if it was actually happening, but I saw her just exactly like in the dreams, come out of the darkness, stand there, look at me. And then, of course, I I just took off. I left the lights on. Just ran out of the barn, closed the door, ran back to the house, went in my room, turned on all the lights, turned on a movie, like a comedy, and uh, I was fine, but it was a little scary. Didn't like going to the barn after that. Not that I liked going before that, but it's uh, scary stuff.
1: Ugh. Gotta chill listening to the story. There's ghosts.
0: I didn't even tell it in a scary fashion. It was just the facts. So, that's a good tale from the tugboat we call that one the purple lady <laughs> makes sense but yeah, now that's pretty I, terrifying I
1: was trying to uh, do some research here on the internet about purple lady ghosts you would and uh, yeah I didn't find anything I didn't think there. I thought there was going to be like a thing about like you know symbols and whatnot.
0: nope she's all mine and when I get to the right age Her and I are gonna bang. I'll go. (laughs) I'll go back in February and just wait in the barn, no pants on, and just hope to God that we get a GJ going.
1: Because I think there's like a bunch of stuff about uh, what's it called? Um, You know, like there's a lot of stuff in Jungian dream psychology about the old hag. So like or, like, old lady dreams or something, so you would always,
0: yeah, you, you would get that. She wasn't elderly, she was just, yeah on the north side of middle-aged. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that, like,
1: typically it's an older lady, so it didn't really, doesn't really tie into that kind of stuff.
0: But, well, I think that's, do we have any other ghost things to touch on before we grill cheese? <sighs> Um,
1: I don't think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is kind of an interesting question that that is something to kind of scratch your head at. If you were given the opportunity to haunt somebody, who would it be and would you? And what would you do I th- to
0: haunt them? For me, I don't think I would. Um... Because, you know, my own experience was unpleasant. So I think that I would not haunt someone. But if I had to haunt someone, uh, I feel like I would do, like, a, like the nice ghost thing and haunt someone I know. Like, one of my friends. And just kind of, like, either clean their house. Like, I would probably haunt Brown. And I would just do his dishes or his fold his laundry or something that I do anyways as when I'm alive. Just to kind of show him that I'm here. I'm still with you. Um, or if there's, like, something, you like, um, I don't remember the show or the reference, but there was this one thing where, like, it always, the brother would always, like, straighten his collar or tuck his handkerchief in, like, some little personal thing. Or, like, in the movie Face-Off, where John Travolta rubs the face and that's how he shows his wife that it's actually him. Some little personal gesture that you would do with someone that you care about that would be the person I would haunt, and then I would do that to them so they'd know it was me and they wouldn't be afraid kind of thing. But if I was maliciously haunting someone, I would haunt one of my enemies and I would just move shit around in their house. I would move tables and chairs, knock stuff over. Just, you know, the basic uh, horrifying ghost haunting. Walk around, loud footsteps, close slam doors. Yeah, brutal. Just brutal stuff. Yeah, like not anything... Um, not murderous like, or anything, but...
1: Or you murderous, just kind of like... Yeah, like the cold, chill stuff or the creaking something or... Uh,
0: yeah, to be mean. Yeah. I would do it to be a jerk. That's... Ghost jerk, I guess that's another kind of jerk. Paranormal jerk. There it is.
1: Um, that's, that's pretty interesting, because yeah, like I think... You you would yet to be seen, like, depending on how you died and stuff, you might have developed, like, if someone just kind of killed you in cold blood for no reason, you might be a little upset.
0: Or if some Um, idiot cut me off on the highway and caused my death, I'd go right at that guy, guns blazing. Yeah, exactly. What, What about you?
1: Um, I don't know, I mean, obviously, ideally, if you were to have to haunt someone, you wouldn't, you would do it sort of nicely, um... And yeah, be able to like help, help them out somehow, or um, yeah, that that kind of a that kind of a haunting. But that's kind of the, the oxymoron, like a nice haunting. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I would do the exact same thing. Would uh, do know, I think even maybe have fun with it. Like dress myself up like an old tiny person, even though I'm not. Um, I'm assuming old the like ghosts can kind of shape shift, or is that sort of a like, can I gather? Like, do I have like a nice ghost treasure chest full of different costumes and things like that to select from?
0: Like dildos?
1: No, it's not a pleasure chest, a treasure oh,
0: chest. Sorry, I got confused.
1: Yeah, yeah. None of these. Uh, <laughs> you're still on the G the GJs.
0: I'm locked into and with that purple lady.
1: <laughs> oh man, are you gonna use a purple dildo?
0: two-sided one <laughs> that's extremely weird
1: um so <laughs> but yeah yeah uh it would definitely be like yeah maybe dress up in some old-timey costumes or like you said like just kind of move furniture around or maybe like even super subtle like that just doesn't even make sense like why you would move something or why you would misplace that or whatever yeah, like just
0: turn one chair around for just to be weird like it would be yeah. like it would be like the ultimate december weird for me.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I would probably also fiddle around with light bulbs. I think that gets
0: people going pretty pretty good. You just walk out into a room and just fart and then just walk out or just like wait to see what would happen. Who blames yeah, who'd be fun. That'd be pretty funny. If we were making a ghost comedy I would definitely incorporate farting.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just like uh, uh because sometimes when I, uh, I think when you're with someone, uh, typically if they're like female and you just like start smelling something and you know it's not you because you didn't do it and you just kind of like ask them and they're like no nope. and then you're like ghost.
0: Oh, guess it ghost. was the, guess it was the dog.
1: Yep, yeah, she's like one of those gassy spirits.
0: <laughs> oh, I like that. I like it a lot.
1: Like that, that's probably what I would go to. Um, yeah, I think it would have to be an enemy. I don't think I would do a random person. I don't think that's like a really good thing
0: to do. Unless you're like trapped at that location. Like if you have to haunt that house and they move in and then you start messing with them. Yeah. So, I'm just not like you guys. You can
1: stay. I just wanted to have a little fun. Um,
0: or I'm sore baby. Or like if you could choose yeah, like haunt like some sort of historical site. Or something like that. That could be kinda helpful, like Yeah, that'd be a hoot, know? go and haunt the ACC or something like that. Get to watch all the Leaf games forever. Yep. Yeah. And then you the the you become like the lovable kind of mascot of the place. <laughs> I dig that. Anyway Let's uh we better Time-wise, we better get to a, a grill and cheese here. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, go. So, let's grill and cheese.
1: Cheese.
0: Cheese, talk to me about sleep paralysis. Ah. This is,
1: uh, this is the one thing that's, uh, that's gotten me pretty, pretty good, um, Sleep paralysis is a terrifying experience, um, where basically you dream of something terrifying and then you wake up mentally, but your body is still entirely asleep, so you can't move at all and it feels like there's like a really heavy weight or something on top of you and you just, you can't move and you just had a terrifying experience in your dream. So it's just, like, the worst thing ever, like, just not being able to to move. It's kind of like the same, what do we talk about? Like, no one can hear you, or no one can see you, or you can't move. Like, those things are all just terrifying. Um, So my first experience was in university uh, in first-year res, which is all the more terrifying because you're in, like, this prison cell. I was in this, uh, at Guelph, I was in the place that was most,
0: uh, prison Wasn't it after a prison? Like, it was a prison plan. Yeah. And they're just like, we'll just make it a residence. Yeah, it was a and, pr- prison planner that they asked to make the residence.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's just this terrifying thing, like, cement walls and, uh, really tight quarters and weird balconies that don't make any sense. Like, they're not even a balcony, it's just, like, this, like, chamber. Like, it's kind of like, uh, in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the Wonka Vader, but it doesn't go forwards or backwards or sideways or upwards or downwards. It's just this small cramped space that's kind of outside the building, but not really. Like, yeah. one person could fit in it, and it's just, like, your connection to the outside. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, maybe smokers use it. I don't know. Um, so it has that. It's just a tiny, cramped little room. So I'm in there, and... Uh, the first time I had it, and this is very distinct, I was dreaming. It's kind of, it's very ghostly, but I'm I'm lying in my bed in residence. This is my dream. And I hear something. No, no, I hear my radio go on. Like, I had a stereo. And it turns on, and it's just, like, kind of crackly and stuff. Like, no songs or anything. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I didn't turn that on. So I, like, get up turn it off, go back to bed and then it goes back on and I'm like, what the hell so I unplug it and then I go back to bed and then it comes on again I'm like, what the hell yeah, so then I go and I take the batteries out I'm like, oh, silly Kevin it's powered on batteries Mm -hmm. Um, so then, yeah, it's a thing and then so I take out the batteries and then I go to bed and then it turns on again and I like lose it, and I like get up, and I open up the door into the hallway, and the way the residents worked is that there was doorways that you would have to open, and then go up some steps, and then there would be a bunch of people's rooms, and then there would be more steps going up to the next level, and then a door. So, I go out into this area, and I see the door below, like going to the level below, just swings open. And then you just kind of hear footsteps. I I can't... There's there's no one there. And then the one to go upstairs flings open and then shuts on its own. So nobody's there. So I'm, like, just losing my shit. So I, like, go back into my room and, like, go under the covers and stuff. And then I just feel something, like, on top of me, like, just sort of like a, like a presence or a breeze or whatever. And then I, like take the covers off of my face. And then there's just like this, like alien demon thing, like just right on top of my chest. And I like, am like in my dream, squirming around and like screaming, but like nothing comes out, like no sound comes out. Oh. And then I find, and like, I can't breathe and I'm like screaming and there's no noise. So then I like wake up in my eyes and I'm like still trying to scream and trying to move but i can't because my body is paralyzed and i'm just like sweating buckets like my heart's beating i can't breathe i'm like gasping for air and stuff and then you're just stuck there just lying like i didn't like move around even immediately when i could you're just sitting there and just trying to be like what the fuck just happened um so that was the first experience and I had a few after but they didn't have the sort of like storyline that that first one had so I like went to the like school nurse person for something unrelated and just kind of off topic you know how you do that when you're like embarrassed yeah, like,
0: yeah so um, I've got this friend uh, he's, he's, he's not he's not sleeping real good you know right he like wakes up but he can't move his body and stuff uh, <laughs> that's weird right so,
1: I was going to get, like, some, like, uh, cold medicine. I don't know what I was doing. But anyways, so, like, I slide that in, and they're like, yeah, okay. So, like, what are your, like, sleeping patterns? It's like, oh, I kind of go to bed at, like, 2 or 3 after watching tons of stuff on the computer. And then I always, like, it's like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, um, I also eat at, like, midnight, like, really greasy things like pizza and poutine and stuff. And they were just like, yeah. You should probably, like, go to bed earlier and stop eating terrible things before you go to bed. And uh, ever since then, I, like, really, ha- I, I did do that. So ever since then, I ne- I haven't really had it happen. Um, it still happens, but only when I'm lying on my back. These terrifying dreams only happen when I'm on my back. And these sleep paralysis only happens when I'm on my back, which is just super, super weird. I might have sleep apnea or something weird.
0: Um, maybe, maybe don't do that, then. Yeah, yeah, I... I I I uh, would butt. certainly explain the the breathing <laughs> is if you're on your back and your throat hole closed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but then in your dreams, they assume that's
1: like someone being on top of you, like choking on you or sitting on your chest. And like, this isn't even like a a, a recent thing. Like, there's tons of stuff in folklore, and you see paintings with like little demons sitting on your chest or like an old hag, like visiting you in your dreams. So, like, way back when they thought it
0: was... Well, demon, yeah, that's but terrifying because it's, a, like, a submissive position and whoever's sitting on you has all the power. They can choke you to death or punch you in the face.
1: Yeah, and you can't move or scream or you're asleep and stuff. Ah!
0: Scary as balls.
1: Super scary. Wow. So that's... that's here's the sleep paralysis. So if anybody suffers from that... Uh, yeah, just don't sleep on your back and uh, get some better sleep habits, and don't eat terrible things before you go to bed.
0: So, what causes what causes it? Just your like the actual paralysis part. How does your brain wake up before your body?
1: Um, that's probably something I can't necessarily explain. Um, consciousness is one thing that's like really in need of a lot of research like some people try and tackle it but it's just so difficult they have uh different areas in your brain stem um that sort of negotiate your consciousness i think it's around your um like thalamus and brain stem area and they're really close together and it's just like if one area is on and the other one's off like you will not get any signals i don't think like from your body or whatever um to be able to initiate some movements, but then the other part is active, so you just you, you do become conscious. It's this weird in-between like, awake and sleep state. But yeah, it's just basically your consciousness turns on before your um, body turns on,
0: which is super weird. It's kind of scary stuff. I think we'll close it there, because I'm getting terrified. I need to go watch some comedy videos or something uh, dude, I, don't, I don't like sleep paralysis scares me I hope I never have to deal with that and I do eat late often and but I do go to bed super early so I guess they cancel out yeah but it also happens a lot uh, I found it happened a lot when I would
1: take like naps because I was just exhausted like, you know those, na- those naps where you drool as well
0: oh yeah uh, what was that? I'm yep. uh I'm headed towards one of those hopefully this afternoon Nice. I gotta do that too. Or whatever time of day it is that we do these.